Welcome to the Floor Plan Home Podcast, a podcast that exists to start a conversation about life at home, both aesthetically and relationally. You are listening to episode eight. And on today's show, Ash and I have a chat about a book that we just discovered called The Year of Less. It's written by Kate Flanders, and it has totally shifted our outlook on saving and spending. Will you join us at Flora Pine Home? Friends, it's so good to be back. We kind of took a little bit of a break. Yes. Um, Life happened, which meant wedding season happened, (laughs) as well as a major house project, which was our roof. Yes. So at the time that we were supposed to record the episode, it was just insane. (laughs) Craziness. So we gave ourselves permission to take a couple weeks off, which I'm really grateful we did because I feel like today's episode will be more valuable because of it. And we're kind of excited to talk with you just about what we've been learning over this past month and kind of what the podcast will look like this summer. So Mm -hmm. thanks for being patient with us, but we're super happy to be back today. Yes, we are. So it is good to be back. Feels good. And so hopefully it's a good episode for you. Yeah. Yeah. So like we said before, um, or just a couple seconds ago, we are wedding photographers full-time, and so that means that our summers and our falls are where the busyness happen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So um, we had a really great winter where we just had some time to pursue projects like floorplane home and house projects, and usually our winters are a little bit more chill, um, but come spring is when... We're kind of bouncing right back into our busy season. So, you know, we have no plans on neglecting this podcast at all this summer, but it might look a little bit different. Um, Mm -hmm. The episodes might be a little bit shorter, maybe, who knows? Who knows? You never know. (laughs) But one thing we know for sure is that we really, really, really love doing this podcast and we love connecting with you guys. We love hearing that you guys are listening Mm -hmm. and... um, this has just been really life-giving for us, and so we plan on yeah. pursuing it through the summer. It just might look a little bit different as we pursue it. So Yeah, totally. And if you need pictures, give us a call. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Okay, anyways. But, Sweet. But yeah, so today we really wanted to start off by just saying, sorry we're late, <laughs> but that might happen just because the nature of but we hope it our business. But yeah. it might. <laughs> Whatever. So... We're sorry, but we're glad to be here, and we're going to continue to be here whenever our availability allows, because we love you guys, and we love this. So, yeah. We're going to talk a little bit about a book that we've been reading um, over the past month that we actually heard of through another podcast that we love. That podcast is Young House Love Has Podcast. (laughs) And if you guys haven't heard of that podcast before and you really enjoy home projects and um, talking about stuff regarding more of like the design and aesthetic of a home, John and Cherry are great. And they do a super fun podcast that we like to listen to when we're traveling for weddings. But they recently talked about this book that they had read and it immediately captured our attention. We were Mm -hmm. immediately like, we need to read this. And so... 
we were in Duluth for a wedding. I hopped into Barnes and Noble. They had the book. We bought it and we read it pretty much almost all the way home out loud. I like literally read it out loud in the car as if it was an audio book. Yeah, it was, it was like an audio book for me. Yeah. It was awesome. And it was like four hours in the car. So we pretty much got almost more than halfway done with it. Oh yeah, way more than halfway. We only had a few chapters left when we got home. Yeah. So. And we have just absolutely loved this book. We just finished it this morning and we can't say enough good things about it. And so this episode, we're just going to kind of talk about what we learned from this book and also kind of a personal challenge that we're hoping to embark on over the next, well, for sure the summer and mm-hmm. into the next year. So the book is called The Year of Less, and it's written by Kate Flanders. And essentially, this book is from her perspective of doing a one-year shopping ban. So she had some personal goals um, and personal ambitions to save more money, to travel more, and to live on less, and to live simply. And so for her, she took a personal challenge to not shop for anything unnecessary for an entire year. Super wild, but super awesome. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So um, we just finished the book today, and she shared kind of the statistics or numbers of what she saved and spent and lived on. So we'll share those with you really quick. Um, let me just find the page here. One second. Okay. So throughout the year, she lived on an average of 51% of her income, which was $28,000. She saved 31%, which was $17,000, and she spent the other 18% on travel, which was $10,000. So not only are those numbers inspiring, but she's an incredible writer, and you're immediately like able to relate to her just by how she writes and the humor in her words, and she really makes it feel as though you can do this. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah totally. And I guess, I don't know, we've read a few books on money and minimalism and paying off debt and things like that. And a lot of times um, authors can, you know, what's the word, use like your debt as a way to like, how can I say this? You kind of say like they almost shame you into (laughs) saving instead of inspire you into into saving. Yeah, depending on who is writing the book, I've often felt like if we have debt, then we're horrible people and like, I don't know. So anyways, all of that to say, I felt as though Kate did a really good job of talking about paying off debt in a really practical and honestly really fun way. Mm-hmm. Um, her challenge was essentially like, I'm just not going to buy things I don't need. And another huge thing that she found throughout the book and throughout this journey is how much of an emotional spender she was. And that was huge for me personally. Um, Ryan and I have, obviously we've talked about it many times, we're very opposite, but we're also very opposite in how we manage money, which makes for an interesting marriage sometimes, you guys. But I, when I started reading this book, I quickly realized like I definitely have emotional triggers with money. So if I'm feeling down, I want to go shopping and it may not, you know, for some people it's like clothes or whatever. For me, it's been home decor items. It's been little knickknacks here and there that, oh, $10 here, 
$7 here. And all of a sudden at the end of the month, you're like, I spent that much money just on stuff I didn't need. And really like, if we're being honest, we go into that purchase because we're feeling like sad or whatever, but it never makes us feel better in the end. Mm -hmm. It's like a definite instant gratification, momentary happiness. But then all, we have more junk. We have, we're feeling super bummed because at the end of the month, we didn't meet our budget because we emotionally spent whatever that looks like. So um, it was just a really good eye-opening thing for me personally of like, okay, I can definitely relate to being an emotional spender and I don't want to be controlled by my emotions. I don't want my emotions to control my spending, essentially. And one of the things that she didn't buy for a year was coffee. <laughs> Take like take out coffee. Like going to a coffee shop and getting a coffee for the morning or whatever. She didn't do that. Right. And I have like a Starbucks addiction. The fact that I just called it Starbucks makes you know how like ridiculous I am about it. Oh my god. <laughs> and I don't even necessarily buy one every day, but when I do buy them, it's oftentimes, you know, unnecessary. And um, so, you know, as we look at our summer. You know, buying less coffee is one of the things that we hope to do a little bit more of. And we actually are going to post a blog post pretty soon here of a home latte that we've been making that's been awesome. And so that's helped us save money. But when Ryan decided to go full time or when we were having that conversation, one area that we looked at, we were like, okay, a really easy way to save money is not buying takeout coffee. So how can we make better coffee at home? And so we kind of made it our mission. Like for Christmas, all we asked for was like coffee making things. <laughs> coffee related items. So we asked for like, you know, Ryan got like a hand grinder for his beans to make better like pour overs and French press. And I asked for like a milk frother to make butter lattes and, and things like that. And so, but it's been fun to save a little bit of money, but now that we've read this book, I feel as though it's been a reminder to me of like, you know, um, when, so Ryan and I both do floor pine photography full time. And one of the, you know, beyond just the workload, one of the reasons we both wanted to be full time was so that we could pursue avenues like floor pine home and be able to do this podcast. However, looking at our budget and looking at how much we make a month, we knew that we would need to make some sacrifices to make it happen. And... I looked at just like our spending and I was like, I feel like we're not doing the best job we can of making those sacrifices to make that happen. And it's not making sacrifices just for the sake of saving money. It's making those sacrifices to improve our quality of life and living simply. Um, when we, so we're going to do a podcast episode this summer about our trailer and that whole journey. We've written blog posts about it before, but we're going to do a podcast episode about it. But one of the biggest reasons that we did that was because we wanted to live more simply. So for us, that was a drastic measure. We moved out to the farm and bought a $6,000 trailer and lived without a house payment for a year. But um, for some reason, like moving back into town, we kind of lost sight of the whole mission of why we did it in the first place. And really, it was just to live simply and to live with less. So reading this book kind of put this whole concept back on the front of our minds and kind of made us reevaluate like, you know what, that was the original intent and let's come back to that. Let's live simply again. And summer is a great time to do that because 
especially if you're in the Midwest, it's finally nice out again. <laughs> so you can get outside and do stuff. Um, so anyways, that's kind of a rant, but we're really excited. I don't know. It just was a really empowering book and I can't recommend it enough. Yeah. What, I, did, what I, did you love about it? Right? I really like the book. Um, and if you read it, you, you find out that she, she was, um, she was working in the corporate world and she was a financial blogger and she had paid off a significant amount of debt. It was like $30,000. We're giving away so much of this book. I'm sorry, but <laughs> we're just so excited about it. <laughs> she had paid off, but that's not really about the, okay, but anyway, um, she had paid off like $30,000 of consumer debt and she blogged about it and kind of got into the realm of, um, budgeting and things like that through that. But she realized that she was still overspending every month. She wasn't saving a huge, significant amount of her income. She was still spending, um, yet she was able to um, pay off debt. So she kind of had this revelation of, why am I not saving more money? Why do I keep spending the way that I do? And um, so she has like this set of rules that she kept herself to for a year. And that's probably my favorite thing about it is that it's pretty simple. It's mm -hmm. like you follow these however many rules for yourself and you're going to save money. And I just like, I really love that because it was, it was basically about cutting things out. It was just like, it wasn't about, oh, you have to do this. It was like, you have to not do this <laughs> basically. And I, and that's like so simple for my brain. And I really like that. And she even took it further and she went into just simplifying. So it's like, it's like you, you really only need to live off of probably 50% of your income that you make, depending on your job, of course, and things like that and your situation. But, but also in your house, you really probably only live in 50% of your house. You really only use 50% of your closet, you know, clothing wise and things like that. And so there's just all these spaces in our life that we overconsume and over or we just we don't use enough almost and we just have too much of and it's like why not just you know get rid of that excess why not save that excess money why not get rid of those excess clothes why not get um rid of those excess things just taking up space in your extra bedroom or your wherever you know mm -hmm. and so she goes she goes into stuff like that too and she she keeps it very um light she keeps it very light and it's it's all like it's like personal, like she tells personal stories mm -hmm. to like show what she did and how she did it. So mm -hmm. it's very personable. Yeah. Yeah. And the fun thing too is, is, you know, when you, if you read the book, you'll, you'll realize pretty quickly, but the rules that she has were her rules. So the rules are really customizable. Yeah. So every family, every couple, every individual, whomever you are, um, your financial goals and your spending triggers and your habits are all very different. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of fun because you get to decide what those rules are for you. So we'll link in the show notes the Young House Love episode that really inspired us to read the book because they did an interview with Kate who wrote this book and they ask her questions and she goes even deeper into it. But essentially, um, she kind of calls it more of a browsing ban than a shopping ban because the reality is, is you still need to buy something. So you still need to buy food. You still need to buy, you know, when something breaks, you need to replace it and that kind of thing. However, like how many times do you just browse the store when you're bored? 
or when you're feeling sad and then you find yourself just putting a couple more things in your cart and then all of a sudden you're like, where did all this crap come from? So, Or, or how many times do you buy something that you already have thinking that you didn't have it? Like, oh, I'm out of toothpaste. And then you get home and you're like, oh, I had bought one like last week yeah. when I was it's running just, low yeah. and now I have two of them. And, you know, it's just like that happens all the time to us too even. Yeah, just being a more mindful spender, like going into a store, being a little bit more thought out. Mm-hmm. And some of you listening are probably already really good at this and I applaud you for that and I think you're amazing. Um, if you're anything like us, and I'm not very good at it. So if you're like me, I just want to encourage you that like, if, if like saving and, and being a more mindful spender is something that's been on your mind and something that you've been interested in doing, this book is great because it's, it's really easy to read. It's super practical and it's really like inspiring. And so kind of what Ryan and I have been devoting our summer to this summer is just like, how can we live simply again? Basically like doing the trailer again, but not moving to a trailer, like keeping the the passion and like the the mission statement of why we wanted to move to the trailer the same, but not actually having to like move to the trailer. I don't know if that makes sense. So I don't know. We're really excited. I feel like we just kind of have a renewed vision for this summer and even just like how we run our business. And um, so the summer of less, the summer of less. I like that. Less is more. All right, so we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna give you a couple more titles that this podcast could be. Just kidding, but anyways, so we can't rave about this book enough. If you're interested in it, we're gonna link it and link to it in the show notes. Um, um, but that's just what we've been doing a personal evaluation of this past month, and just really been inspired and encouraged, and even like okay. I'm going to share a little story with you. So one one way that this book has already kind of inspired me, and this may seem so simple, but like literally it was great. Um, yesterday I was having one of those just moments, feeling kind of overwhelmed with life <laughs> and feeling kind of just like a mix of anxiety, mix of depression, just kind of feeling blah. And I just wanted to run away from it. I wanted to just like So the first thing, you guys, the first thing that came to my mind was I want to go to a thrift store and I want to get a a Starbucks when I go there. And I want to just like buy a new coffee table or find a new thing to hang up in my home. And I literally was like, I was thinking like, I want to, I just want to buy something for my home that makes me feel happy. This isn't always bad. I mean, I'm not saying that like buying a new coffee table or going to a thrift store with a Starbucks is bad, but I recognized that I was trying to run away for my anxiety and depression and just like buy something and spend money. And so instead, I just like, I, re- I remembered what I read in the book and I remembered like the goals that we have for the summer. And instead, I went to the backyard and I weeded my garden and I just gave myself like 10 minutes to just breathe and kind of like recollect myself. And I I went to the garden and I watered my plants and I watered the front hanging plants. And that was enough for me to remember, like, I don't want to spend right now. I don't want to go to the store and spend. I just need a minute to reflect and pause and acknowledge how I'm feeling. And for some reason, that 10 minutes was enough for me to just like, okay, what can I do instead? 
I'm going to weed my garden. And that 10 minutes of time gave me enough time to just remember, like, I'm not going to let my emotions control my spending today. And so it was really, it was, I mean, that's such a small example, but it was really exciting because I was like, you know what? I'm already making progress and we've just started. And I just hope that we can continue to make those decisions throughout the summer and, you know, throughout this next year. So I hope that encourages any of you guys that also find yourself being emotional spenders like myself. And, um, if you have like, you know, maybe it's not financial, but you just want to live more simply, which means buying less and, you know, being more self-sustainable, then this book could be fun for you. So we've really liked it. But yes. yes, we have. Yeah. So we're kind of committing this summer to be the summer of less and we're super pumped about it. Summer of less. Sweet. <laughs> Well, cool. Well, that's it for today. But Thanks, you guys. it feels good to be back. It does feel um, good. We're excited about the summer episodes, too. We have some fun ideas in place. So. Yep. Yeah. So. Thank you for listening. And if you did like this episode, if you leave a little review or a little rating, that helps us. It does. It really does. I hate even asking for that. But if you think of it, it really does help yeah. us out. So. <laughs> be cool. So. All right. Well, have a great week. We'll see you later. Bye.